can't we all get along? European Union finance leaders met this week to hammer out a rescue package for the region's shrinking economy. They failed. No agreements, but a whole lot of arguing going on. However, Europe's small businesses and large factories are getting ready for the rebound after COVID-19. Even as we speak, they know that business will pick up eventually. People have to get back to work. But will it ever be the same? In this edition of FinTech Friday, is Europe ready for a rebound? I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on April 10th, and this is FinTech Friday, brought to you by Cardlinks. It's great to be with you. On the show today, we discuss how European business is preparing for a comeback, despite European governments having a difficult time agreeing on how to launch a stimulus package to fight coronavirus. This week, EU finance leaders failed to agree on a 500 billion euro package to mitigate the economic impact of the pandemic. In an emergency teleconference that lasted 16 hours, finance chiefs couldn't agree on a plan to help the economy weather an expected European recession. I thought it was called the European Union, not the European Divide. But European small businesses and big manufacturers are already looking past the current lockdowns to the time when they can reopen. This week, countries including Austria and Denmark have already announced plans for gradual phase-outs of their lockdown and social distancing rules. Factories in Italy and France are drawing up plans to reopen as soon as two weeks from now. Last week, we spoke to executives in Tokyo, and so this week, we pivot to Europe, Paris, France, specifically. We'll hear from Gilles Nectou, the CEO and founder of Plebicom, the company behind leading card-linked offer programs for many of France's largest banks and largest merchants. Good morning, Gilles. How are you? Yeah, good morning, CEO. My, fine. Um, you are in Paris today. Can you describe for me what the situation is like on the ground in Paris today? Yeah, you know, it's like a dead town, you know, Paris, uh, maybe like uh, most of the countries, everything is uh, locked down. So with small moment of life at, uh, at uh, 8 p.m., uh, everyone applause uh, for, for the medical staff, you know, that's, that's a big moment here in, in, in town. And uh, as you know, Silvio, I like to go to restaurants, so... I used to go a lot, and now it's not possible. So it's, it's, a, it's a big change in everyday life. How is the virus impacting merchants? Yeah, well, you, you have two, two kinds of merchants. You have online merchants and in-store merchants. For online merchants, well, we, we can see a, a dramatic decrease for, for the travel categories, you know, for example, for Booking.com or Expedia. It's nearly, well, 80 to 90% of, uh, of decrease for the volume but that we we generate uh, but there is some online merchants that uh, are very good you know for example uh, we have seen incredible increasing of the volume for big food retailers but the problem is that most of them they have, they have quickly stopped the cashback offers because 
there are already too many orders and they can't manage to deliver all the customers. So, so um, that's a problem for us, you know. And uh, well, we, we also see a big increasing of volume for some specific categories of merchants. Uh, let me give you some, some example. For example, uh, for food for pets, uh, for accessories for sports, uh, for games for children, so video games, uh, uh, and also merchant sites that sell musical instruments. And there is a merchant, I don't know if it, you, it could interest you, Sibu, but performing very well, uh, uh, which increased a lot of sales, is a, a merchant that sell haircut accessories. <laughs> it seems that, uh, that more and more people will try to cut their hair by themselves. You know? I, don't, I don't know what will be the result, but we will see. <laughs> it's surprising, very surprising uh, statistic here. Yes. So it, it's interesting because it's a tale of two cities. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. So um, some merchants really suffering uh, from the shelter in place orders, others booming, as you mentioned, e-commerce merchants um, and even uh, merchants that sell services that help you live your life from home, like um, the ability to cut your hair. Um, I think it was a very famous French author that started his book that way. Um now, you talked about your role in your company. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about your company in a minute or less? Because I think you work with both the merchants and also the banks. Yeah. So we, we, we provide, you know, white-label loyalty platforms uh, with cashback offers for online and in-store purchases. And uh, mainly we, we provide this kind of platform for banks, insurances, flying companies, and big retailers now in, uh, in five countries in Europe. That's what we do. So we are cashback player, you know, in, in Europe. Right, right. Um, now, as you talked about the fact that you can see a lot of the key trends, what would you say is the most positive trend that you're seeing in France right now? Well, uh, you know, as I, as I told you, well, it's a uh, food retailers. Yeah, they are doing very, very well uh, right now. They maybe increase their sales by twice, uh, and 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 that's, that's big. It's a big challenge for them. But some, some statistic for e-commerce in France, to, just to, to share with you, now uh, uh, nearly 94% of the online merchants are still open. That's good news. But they say that 76% of them say their sales are, have decreased after the 15th of March here in France. And they say also that for 30% of them say that if, uh, if the, they will not resist if the crisis, the crisis lasts more than three months, it means that 30% of those online merchants can maybe disappear, you know, in France. That's a big problem. Well, so there is not a lot of positive sign, but, uh, you know, some merchants are doing well, as I told you, uh, merchants that, that sell uh, accessories for sports or games or laptop or freezer, this kind of thing, they are, they are performing well. Um, are there any things that people started to do more of now um, and after the virus ends, they'll continue to do it? Yeah, something something very uh, uh, surprising found that uh, during COVID-19, we've seen a tremendous increase of medical consultation through platform with video, you know. And I think maybe it will change the way the consumer will, will buy services, uh, avoiding the real meeting for all kind of services, for example, for example, maybe for 
for diagnostic of domestic problem of, of these kind of things. So maybe maybe you we will see a, a change of behavior in the way of consuming services in France. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I'm conscious of the fact that Paris, uh, the beautiful city of lights in which you live, is the number one tourist destination in the world. Um, and as we've covered on previous podcasts, international travel has really come to a standstill. Um, is that having an impact on commerce in Paris too? Yeah, we hope so. You know, but right now there is nobody in the street, so no tourists, no, no French people, no one. So it's dramatic for all the t- touristic uh, business. You know, for restaurant, for museum, for for spectacle, well, everything. Uh, but I think what when we we will uh, we will go better uh, in in this crisis. I think that the consumer will massively go back to the shops uh, when they will reopen because, well, you, you can't replace the pleasure to, to go to the shops, you know. And, and uh, when I ask my daughter, what will be the first thing you will do when when, when that will finish? She, she replies, go shopping. So, so I believe that the, the business will, will uh, come back very quickly when everything will be will be okay, you know. Yeah. And your best guess, as you look at the transaction trends, when, when do you think uh, business is going to start picking up? Is that something you expect in maybe a few weeks or maybe a few months? Huh. Very hard question. You know, depends on a lot of things that we don't, we can't measure and we don't, we don't know. But I hope that uh, maybe in June that will be back, uh, maybe later. My hope is the next time we see each other, we'll be able to have a, a, a nice meal uh, somewhere in Paris. Yes. Uh, or maybe you might even be here in San Francisco uh, before then. But thank you very much for the insights. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks, Elio. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Coming right up, some thoughts on what the rest of the world can learn from Europe right now. There's a lot that Europe can teach us about resilience and how to bounce back from the coronavirus. For example, many of the leading companies have adopted hygiene and cleanliness practices that will likely be copied all over the world and may remain long after COVID-19 is gone. Another key development is what I call clean payments. More on that in a moment. But let's start with the clean factory development in Europe. One of the most surprising data points from this week is that while the North American and Asian economies are poised for a recession, most German factories are still operating at near 80% capacity. Many German industrial companies have adopted new cleanliness practices to enable them to continue to operate right through this coronavirus pandemic. How do they do it? Well, by staying clean. Most German plants now have teams of workers continually disinfecting doorknobs, machine handles, and other equipment around the clock. Downtime rooms have been rearranged so that factory workers can't stand closer than one and a half meters apart. Uh, For those of you who are counting, that's about six feet. Workers are scheduled to be on shift in the same groups to prevent cross-team infections. These are the types of practices that have enabled German industry to keep working, and they're likely to remain in place for the foreseeable future. The second key area is in the payments industry. 
The European banking watchdog is called the EBA, and that stands for European Banking Authority. A week ago, the EBA directed payments firms to help limit the spread of coronavirus by encouraging contactless payments. The EBA said it was directing payments firms to increase, where possible, contactless payment limits to 50 euros per transaction as allowed under EU rules. Now, for those of you wondering what contactless payments are, they're payments where the consumer uses their mobile phone or credit card to pay without physically touching the merchant's point of sale. No need to sign and no need to enter a PIN. Even if you're in America or Asia, you probably have some of these contactless cards in your wallet too. And you can tell these cards uh, that have a little antenna embedded under the plastic that's invisible because they also have a little symbol that is visible and it's on the outside of the card. It looks like a little Wi-Fi symbol, typically on the back. Other ways consumers are conducting contactless payments are through mobile payments apps like Samsung Pay and Apple Pay. Requiring no physical contact with the merchant point of sale terminals, mobile wallets are increasingly viewed as a safer cleaner way to pay by consumers. Fears that payment cards, cash, and coins may be tainted with COVID-19 and that touching in-store terminals might make shoppers sick, the use of mobile wallets is getting a huge boost right now in Europe. So that's another European trend that is likely to go global and remain as a permanent fixture, and that is contactless payments. Now, the good news for payment card issuers Credit and debit cards are the primary funding sources for mobile wallets. So an increase in mobile wallet usage is not necessarily a negative for banks and payment networks. And in certain circumstances, it might actually be a positive. So there you have it. Cleaner factories and cleaner ways to pay. Those are two good things coming out of Europe that are likely going global. For now, thanks for listening. For FinTech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, talk to you next week. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.